When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Alrighty, welcome to the Celtics Lab podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tabatabai. I'm joined by Alex Goldberg and Dr. Justin Quinn. Fellas, the Celtics are riding a seven-game win streak. And to break it all down, we bring in from NBC Sports Boston, your friend and mine, Chris Forsberg. Chris, how are you? What's going down, everybody? How, is everybody doing as good as this team? No, but they're, I mean, they're not as good as this Second place ain't bad, you know? Um <laughs> Yeah, Chris, so we, we got a little bit of in the way of news to talk about, but really what we're going to do is we're going to play a game called Fact, Fiction, or what did we Ooh. call it? Not Enough Data? Too Soon to Tell? Um, <laughs> so we'll give you some prompts, and you'll tell us if it's All right. for real, not so much for real, or uh, you're still waiting to make your decision. Um, Alex, Justin, things are good? Yep, can't complain. Thanksgiving break is almost here, so I'm excited. <laughs> Last night of my men's league. I'm going to burn that place down metaphorically. Okay, anyways, Celtics, since we last talked, big win over Denver, nice win over Detroit, and most recently last night, uh, pretty convincing comeback win led by Marcus Smart against the Thunder. That's seven games in a row for Boston, and they're looking to win their eighth against Atlanta on the road on Wednesday. Um, Chris, what are you seeing from this win streak that um, is really making you excited for the Celtics anyways? probably just the the variety of ways they've had to win i think that's what made even last night sleepy monday in november against a team on a back-to-back that you're probably not think you got to get up for and then they come out and they kick in the teeth for the first two and a half quarters Mm -hmm. uh i think marcus Smart said it best afterward like that's a game they lose last year and so there has been progress at least um that they can get the guard in that loud and actually dig in on defense when they want to and look i know it's the thunder and poor josh giddy getting abused <laughs> by Derek white and peyton pritchard and all that but I, those little things matter to me like finding a way being able for jason tatum to carry you when you don't have four starter quality players out there in detroit and just ca- carry you to a game uh being able to just be the best offense in the league by three and a half points or whatever they are you know so uh, like I'm, I'm really excited about the way they're finding ways to win. And I, yet I don't think they're anywhere near what they'll be at the end of the year and what they could be once Rob comes back. And so, uh, but you see the little, the pockets of it. And if they can el- eliminate some of the consistency woes, like this could be really good. And I mean, it's already, it's already really good. Like I, when they were three and two, I was worried. And then now you look up in there 11 and three you, you, or whatever it was, you feel a lot better about it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, last night, it was interesting. They doubled Shea um, SGA for a while uh, and 
the Thunder were thus getting everything open from three, but then the Celtics also went five of 25 from three in the first half. So it felt like they were close to figuring it out. Uh, but then, like you said, the fourth quarter, the veteran team pulled it out. Um, you mentioned Rob Williams. We'll get to him uh, in a little bit, but do you get the sense from the team that they are comfortable with his rehab? Joe Missoula kind of said as such the other day, but um, you're closer to the action than we are. What do you think the team feels about the state of rehab? Yeah, I'm always like, I think my antenna goes up a little bit when everything is like super positive, but <laughs> you know, hopefully that's the truth. And, you know, from all indications and um, the, the way Rob's when you just see him walking around, like you feel pretty good. I'd feel a lot better if I could watch him do his little dunking behind the scenes and all that. But uh, since we're not privy to that, we just, uh, we take it at face value. Um, I think they've, They've already said that they'll be super cautious bringing him back. So if there was any trepidation, that if, if there was any inkling he might not make this 8 to 12-week timeline, I think they'd be pumping the brakes pretty hard. And the fact that they're going the other way is really encouraging. And to me, it's just – I always thought it would be more towards mid-December, but like even mid-December feels like a long ways away now. So uh, it just comes down to how he feels, and and they're, they will be cautious here just because of what, how it played out. Uh, but you know, selfishly, damn, I want to see him. I want to see him out there and just doing time Lord things. And so, uh, I hope it's more like early December and, and maybe, uh, you ease him back in and don't play him on the second nights of back-to-backs and whatever the case may be. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm eager to see, I'm eager to, I mean, I'm eager for, for us to get even more excited when he's like out on the court warming up, even though he's not ready to come back yet and, mm-hmm. and all those things. Yeah. He's been practicing and with the team, but yeah, he's still a step or two away. It looks like um, we got an update on Brogdon last night that he, he just tested out his hamstring and they said, you know, a little tight, not worth pushing the envelope there. You have any update uh, on your end on where Brogdon's at? Yeah. We're, as we're recording this, I'm waiting for the, uh, for the, the Hawks injury report, right? Like sure. I feel like it, he's got Atlanta roots and that's probably a game he wants to be a part of. You think about him and Jalen going down there uh, during the protests. And so, uh, I would think that's a game he'd be motivated for. Uh, felt like they were treading cautiously in uh, the uh, the the with with bringing him back. Like this is just something with him, right? Like there's been history in uh, with in Indiana where he had hamstring yeah. tightness, and they just they had to tread carefully. This is why you have Peyton Pritchard around. So uh, I don't worry too much about uh, if he's got to miss another game or two here. But I, I, I would suspect if there's if they were if they're true with the whole day to day thing. It's just a matter of when he's comfortable, not enough to re-aggravate it. And we know with Jalen, like that was a big deal. So they're just, they're just going to find their way with that. Sure. Alex and Justin, I'll go to you for a little bit. Um, during this seven game win streak, what is the thing that has been most exciting to you? Um, what's been most exciting to me is the entrenchment of Jason Tatum as a true blue MVP candidate. I don't know how you don't start there. I just feel like the thing that's kind of stood out to me is he's really affecting every single phase of the game. Offensively, he's scoring, he's rebounding, he's getting out in transition. Um, he's scoring in both the half court and, you know, in transition sets. And, you know, he's hitting threes at a really high clip, 39% and taking 10 threes a game. Uh, He's also getting to the line a lot more, trying to finish through contact, an area that he prioritized as a focus point this offseason. He's passing the ball really well. Most of the time, it's getting to be an assist, not always, but the passes look good on the court as well. Um, But, I mean, you can't talk about Jason Tatum's improvement this season without talking about what he's doing on the defensive end. Joe Mazzula using Jason Tatum 
in the Robert Williams Rover spot has been a fascinating wrinkle to watch play out on the court. And you've seen it time and time again throughout this year where he's, you know, coming over from the weak side to pack shots in the lane, or he's getting rebounds in traffic or cutting off angles to the basket. You know, it's been a really exciting development that I think both raises his ceiling as a player long-term and raises the Celtics team ceiling uh, just as a whole. So that's been awesome to watch. The only thing I can add to that really is the bench. The bench has been really good at bailing the team out in moments where last season they just had nothing. So seeing that and seeing how, you know, in conjunction with what you were referring to with Tatum, basically finding ways to will the team to wins uh, in conjunction with that, I think is, is creating a baseline of expectations, at least for me, where, Someone, for example, on this call who shall remain nameless and had no faith once we heard the injury report uh, regarding a schedule loss, I actually disagreed. And this, the way that they've been playing both the bench, both Jason Tatum, like everything together, uh, that has been the most surprising uh, and a good way thing about this, this team so far this season for me. Want to jump in with one more thing. Um, You know, this is a player that I think is often in the shadow of Jason Tatum and has been actually getting a little bit of uh, guff for his play lately in terms of his decision making and the fact that he still turns the ball over a little bit and the fact that he, um, you know, has lapses defensively. But Jalen Brown has been great this year. I mean, that guy is playing really well. He's scoring arguably more efficiently than he ever has been and yes there are still some holes in Jalen's game particularly as a ball handler and decision maker but let's not use that and focus on that and overlook the fact that he is very much on pace to be in the all-star all-nba consideration uh for this year he's he's playing really really well guys (laughs) yeah yeah, I, there's been a couple times where it's like specifically in the second quarter or the end of the first when um, Tatum rests, Jalen just hits, you know, three or four like pretty contested shots and it, it really keeps the offense afloat. Um, okay, a little more in the way of news. And then Chris, we're going to play that game that we teased off the top. Uh, we're just going to make mention of it. I know that some people are very sick and tired of talking about the off the court stuff, but mm-hmm. off the court stuff keeps popping up. Um Jalen Brown, who is a vice president of the Players Association, was asked last night about his comments uh, regarding Joe Sai, who uh, said of Kyrie Irving, he has some work to do vis-a-vis coming back to play. Um, and last night, um, Jalen gave a pretty, uh, I don't want to say long-winded, but a pretty uh, detailed account of how he sees it from his point of view as a peer to Kyrie Irving, but more importantly, as his one of his representatives in the union um, I said as such, I don't know that I agree wholeheartedly with Jalen, but um, as someone who's in a union, I'm wearing my union red right now. Uh, I really appreciate his care around this issue. Um, I think some people will disagree with me. I think some people will disagree with me in the complete opposite direction. Um, but this, there's so many shades to gray with how this thing has has spun out. Um, yeah, Justin? Yeah, just real briefly, I, I think people just need to remember that when you're a union represent, representative, you have to represent the union, not yourself. So we may not know how Jalen feels personally about this. Uh, we do need to keep in mind that he is a VP and he is doing his job in the context of what he's saying here. Sure. Um, 
Forsberg, you can weigh in. You can also say, let's get to the game. We didn't, we didn't prime your pump. <laughs> no, on I, I think you guys nailed it. Like it, it just, it, it, it is interesting. I do wonder how much the casual observer is, is invested in it. And so I always try to tread the line between there's so many people that just want to watch the basketball game and, and divorce the other side of it. And yet it, it'd be ignorant to think that there's not, people that are, that are also the opposite that are kind of like, Hey, why is Jalen tweeting this or, or why does he feel this way? And so, uh, but yeah, there's always the balance of personal relationships and and how you feel and uh, credit to, uh, to Jalen for at least being willing to to speak on the matter. Cause like, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys who would just prefer to, to kind of shut it down. For sure. And um, to that end, we have a few episodes from a few weeks back where we dove into this with a little more rigor. We'd love doing that on this podcast. But we also love playing fun games, so we'll keep it moving. <laughs> um, check out Celtics Lab on Twitter. we got a giveaway coming up. How's that for a tease? All right, Chris, I'm going to pause the action, talk about our friends over at betonline.ag, and away we will go. Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Basketball as well. Find all the latest football and basketball odds, news, game matchups, and all of this year's lines. You hear BetOnline is your contingent source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. You can head to betonline.ag today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive that reward. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, let's start that game. So, Forsberg, we're calling it fact fiction or too soon to tell. Just rolls off the tongue. Um, those are your <laughs> options. We'll give you a prompt. You tell us right. that's fact, and you can go into great detail, or you can just keep it moving. Um, you can say it's fiction, or you can say, you know what, I'm not ready to plant a flag. I am going to ask questions about the general NBA. Uh, Justin will ask questions about the Celtics as a team, and Alex will ask questions about the Celtics players, and we'll shuffle the deck to keep things moving. How's that? All right. I'll try to be, I'll be try to be succinct, you know, but we'll see how that goes. All righty. Chris Forsberg, NBC Sports, Boston. Fact fiction or too soon to tell, Utah, Portland, and Washington are good basketball teams. Uh, I mean, it depends on what your definition of good is, but uh, I will say they're playing good basketball now. Do I think they will be playing that? all of them in three months i would say fiction um there's just you know what like i look at utah and i say you know what they could really use to to be in a, a short fire playoff team is a donovan mitchell and you know <laughs> like that's unfair that's they're a fun team to watch will hardy is 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 completely out kicking the the talent he's been given but you know what like danny age that's the fascinating part to me what does he do does he go try to get them more talent use some of those draft picks or does he just sort of uh, if things start going the other way a little bit and they kind of turn back into what we think they are, uh, does he does he kind of prioritize the the draft and all that? But I'll say this: it's good when bad when previously bad teams are fun, and uh, of all of them, Utah is the one I'm most fascinated by. But certainly, uh, you know, Washington and the Bradley Beal situation, you're always kind of keeping an eye on that, and so uh, it's it's fun to it's fun to see those teams in the mix. Sure. Utah doesn't come to Boston until March 31st, so we might not to get get to ask Danny that for a while. Um, All right, uh, Justin, I'll swing to you. Ask a question about the Celtics. So one of the most interesting things of the season so far and in polar opposite nearly of last season has been this not just good, but historic offense. Is this sustainable? 
I would say, you know, it's funny. Like my, I live in fear that Rob's going to come back and then the off- offense for whatever reason is going to not be as crisp and everyone's going to blame Rob. And I'm already like getting my defenses and uh, uh, excuses ready for, for why that might be in theory. It should be even better with a rim runner. Now it'll clog the floor a little more, maybe not as spaced as it can be, but you can still do that with second and reserve lineups. I'm fascinated to see what it is. I do think nothing about their shot profile, about the way they're playing. It should change dramatically as long as they value the basketball. I mean, in fact, like I'm watching these games and I'm thinking there's lulls in these games where they could be even better offensively. And that's absurd. When you think about 118 something, you know, rating right now. And so uh, I, I I think it's sustainable. I do think there will be some regression as they put a heavier emphasis on defense and just the, the expending of energy. But they should still be a top five offense no matter what, based on what we've seen. And if Jason Tatum's playing like this, like you're just going to be in that conversation. Cool. Alex. I'm going to open. Right. We got that. Um, We got the update at questionable for brogdon there we'll see there there you go humble listener he's questionable (laughs) well speaking of boston point guards so um as it stands right now marcus smart is over his last five games averaging 12 points nine assists and three and a half rebounds he is also second on the nba.com defensive player of the year ladder which would be a repeat for the reigning defensive player of the year. So, Chris Forsberg, I turn it to you. Fact, fiction, or not enough data, Marcus Smart will finish the year as a top 10 point guard and a repeat DPOY winner. Uh, I, I would say back to the first part, like I think he's already, when you look at the numbers, the, the way the Celtics play when he's been the pure point guard, you eliminate the, the Schroeder Smart minutes from last year. And the plus minus was off the charts, the 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 net rating, all that stuff. So I think he's in that conversation. I know we don't, it's still hard for people to be like, oh, is he a pure point guard? Like, oh, come on. Like, how much more data do we need to to understand that this guy is pretty incredible in, in directing it? I think Jason and Jalen and, and Marcus, you know, like the Marcus and Jalen and Marcus and uh, Jason are two of the top five assist combos in the NBA right now. And it just shows like 60 five of his 99 assists have gone to those guys he makes them better and that's what a point guard is supposed to do and so we can yell about the shot selection the dpoy stuff will all depend say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If the Celtics defense goes up to back to a top 10 
defense, someone's going to get credit, but I suspect like Rob would get the credit because he's the guy who came back and then everything switched. Um, but certainly Marcus can throw himself in that conversation. Uh, a good place to start would be Wednesday night. Uh, if your friendly listeners are, are ramping up for that Hawks game, you know, big guards have been his bugaboo. And so can he uh, dig in against guys like DeJounte and be ready? And, uh, you know, that that but we know Marcus can do it when it matters. I just don't know. Uh, voters always love the new thing. And I think it's going to be very hard for him to repeat after having finally wrestled one of those things away. All right, we're going to swing back to UK. Sure. Um, we wrote this down before Embiid went just like Godzilla mm-hmm. mode the other day. But uh, Chris Forsberg, I want to know, is it fact fiction or is it too soon to tell that Philadelphia and Miami are meh teams? Mm-hmm. And you can also take a stab at the Clippers or the Pacers if mm-hmm. you have anything there. So, uh, you know, so hard like there's so much talent and when Embiid wants to play great it's so hard for me to say they're a meh team I do think they're just going to linger you know and mm-hmm. and we'll see if they're they're in the mix Miami's fascinating like they they're the one that you want to scream meh every year and then they sort of figure okay. it out but I just watching them like I, I don't see how it happens uh yeah. unless you're just talking about Jimmy Butler being great in crunch time moments and willing games that way like I still don't want to see him in a playoff series because nope. it would be a war but I I guess like you know, if you told me that the Celtics were going to have to go through Miami and Philly this year, I'd be less worried than I would if you're telling me other teams like having to go through even, I mean, obviously the Bucs. Um, and we'll see how the rest of the of the, of the East shakes down. But um, yeah, I'm not ready to, besides Embiid going supernova, I haven't had that moment where I'm like, wow, Philly's, Philly's a real problem. And as long as Harden's there, probably feel that way. Cool. I'm... I'm always surprised with whatever I look at the box score and say, Oh, Philly won. I'm surprised. And then they lose. <laughs> I think, Oh, that's surprising. They've lost. I don't know what to expect from the Sixers. Mm-hmm. All right, JQ, you're up. Fact fiction or too soon to tell the defense will not be as good as last season. <sighs> Again, I'm like, there's always this balance. I feel like, and maybe I need to get actual hard data on this, but anytime a team's offense plays, far beyond what we've seen in the past. There seems to be a direct correlation between the defensive intensity that that pursues. And so it's nice to know they can do it. And I think that's what the end of, again, even though it's the thunder, it tells you that they can get back up to a level that can be a game-changing defense. But will they finish? I think they were first or tied for first or, you know, whatever by the by the end of last season. Um, I probably don't see that just because they'd have so much gap to, to recover and based on the what they've dug themselves out um but again i'll judge it based on in the fourth quarter of a crunch time game against a really good team are they able to dig in they haven't done that against cleveland that's another one of those like teams that i don't want to see in the playoffs more i'd rather see philly or or miami at this point um so yeah well hopefully some better competition will give us a better idea about where exactly the defense stands um won't be as good as last year but uh, as long as they have the potential to be to to get back to a, a a level close to it, and you know some of that will hinge on Rob, I feel pretty good about it. Pretty much my my feelings as well, mm-hmm. Alex. All right. Um, so one of the stories that has kind of not been talked about as much this year, but I think is kind of lingering in the background and has blossomed in recent days, in particular, given this player's um, 
impressive run uh, for the past couple of games. Peyton Pritchard uh, is kind of the odd man out in the rotation with the arrival of Malcolm Brogdon and the Celtics' increased guard depth. So I put it to you, Chris Forsberg. Um, Fact, fiction, or too soon to tell, Peyton Pritchard ends this season as a Boston Celtic. Ooh, I, I don't want to let recency bias cloud my uh, my 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 determination here. I, I guess I would. This would be the first one I'll hedge on and say not enough not enough data to know. Seven out of the first ten DNPs, and when you can tell when Malcolm Brogdon's healthy and Derek White and Marcus Smart are doing what they're doing, I I, I don't see a pathway for Peyton to get on the floor. Uh, it's an amazing little changeup you can throw out there. I thought it was neat that Missoula threw him in there early in the third of that Thunder game, looking for both energy and to just kind of go small and match what the Thunder were doing. Uh, but like how realistically often would you do that? You know, probably not enough to, if there's another trade value out there. So some of it will hinge on what they need. If like the big man, which I don't think will be a, as big of a deal as people make it out to be now when Rob is back, you know, if that's still an issue, if like Rob and Al just need time, then, you know, you got to go get somebody. You just don't have a lot of trade assets. I mean, the other complicating matter is like paying salary is nothing. And so you got to pair it with something. And so like, certainly you could do Gallinari and all that. It just comes down to, are you getting back what you're giving up? And I think there's still a lot of people in the organization that are high on Peyton that are worried about Brogdon's health that, you know, see a good value in it. So uh, I see pathways to both instances and we probably need to wait till Rob's out there and maybe closer to January 15th before we know for sure. Uh, but quite the luxury to have a guy and credit to Peyton because it's got to suck, you know, like, you know, you can play and you know, you can compete out there and you shot 40% from three last year and you got a team that's otherworldly offensively and you can't even get on the floor. So uh, credit to him for sticking it out. Uh, I like his, his, his personality last night. He, he's, he sort of told us he doesn't want to talk about it, but Hey, I'm going to be professional. And when someone brought up like, well, you know, what's Blake been telling you and being that veteran guy in your ear? And he's like, oh, I hate Blake. So at least he's got a sense <laughs> of humor about it. And uh, that's all you can do in that situation. Just wait for your time. And hey, credit for being ready when it came. Yeah, last night I I wrote Peyton needs to earn his minutes. And then I wrote Peyton is earning his minutes. And then mm. I deleted it. And then I added it because <laughs> it was a real yo-yo game. Um Sean Devaney of heavy.com suggested to us last week that uh, a certain team at West that rhymes with the uh, Muta Maz might be interested in Peyton Pritchard. So uh, you might want to check that episode out. Well, uh, our, don't, our don't, don't, don't we just say that with like everybody that Danny drafted, like, you know, he's probably interested in this. I, although I won't, I don't, I don't suspect he's going to go try to pry Romeo Langford out of San Antonio, but yeah, it's like players that have, that have shown they, uh, they, they have the Danny DNA are probably all on his radar. He really does have the Danny DNA. I mean, he's a feisty, I mean, I was gonna say feisty little guy. He's got like at least four or five inches on me, but best, best, the off, the best offensive rebounder on the Celtics. So, uh, you know, there, there's something to be, to, to be valued there. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, all the instincts are there. I just, Derek White is a head taller mm-hmm. and Brockton's a little bit faster. All right, Forsberg, I got one more for you. And then I think I'm out of questions. Uh, and I'm actually going to change the game entirely for these. Of these Ooh. four teams, I want you to rank them. Lakers, Warriors, uh, Timberwolves, and Nets. And rank them in terms of like disasters or starts or just dis- in, in terms Ooh, disaster of... Uh... To, disaster to less <laughs> of a disaster. <laughs> uh, the Warriors are, will figure it out. I never worry, worry about them. Uh, and then there would be all the others because uh, <laughs> I do not know if they're going to figure it out. 
Timberwolves are fascinating. It didn't make any sense what they were building this off season. And uh, while talent is king, you do have to have the right pieces that fit each other. And I think they're probably the most likely to figure it out. They were really fun last year. That game yeah. they had against Boston where, where Rob got hurt. I was lucky enough to be doing like sideline for that one and was up close for it. That was like maybe one of the most fun regular season games I can remember last year. And just uh, like in terms of back and forth and intensity and like fun. Um, so I, I hope they figure it out. I'm just, I'm not a go bear guy. So I don't know if they, they're ever, ever going to get it right. Lakers are a train wreck. Like every time I see like they're something like six points worst offense, you know, like I, every time I want to gloat about the Celtics having being the best offense in the league by three points, I look at the Lakers and go they're I think they're 15 points behind in like offensive rating. Uh, I don't know how you fix that. LeBron's going to, going to invariably will them to something. But um, I don't know what that something is. So yeah, everyone, everyone else is uh, they got some work to do. Yeah, free Westbrook. Where where you free them? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, but like, hey, these are it's a good position to be in to, if you're a Celtic fan. Like everything that is going right for you, and I think honestly, like if, if we to bring this conversation full circle, you know, what's the my, one of my biggest takeaways of the season as a whole? Like things could have gone sideways really mm-hmm. fast with the email situation, with the injuries, with a, a, a tougher start to the year, a lot of road games and stuff like that. And you look up last night and you see 11 and three. And I keep saying to myself, I'm like, wow, they've, uh, you know, winning cures all and it allows you to ignore stuff. And even just like the whole email nets thing coming up, like that could have sent you sideways, but no, you're, you're just, you're just rolling. So I thought it was important. They just keep it, that momentum going. So uh, yeah, I feel pretty good about where they're at, their potential and all that. Uh, just got to keep the focus on on basketball. And and I think these guys will be OK. And all those other situations, it's really hard to keep the focus on basketball when you're, you're a miserable team. Yeah, I think this is a, the tied for the fourth best start for the team since 2008. Um, and that might even extend to the 21st century. But don't quote me on that. Um, all right. Too we'll late. Too-, too late. We just did. Yeah, it's it's been aggregated. I'm fake, sure. Fake fake stats are out there now. I'm I'm jumping on it. We just riff on the Celtics Live podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, two more, and then uh, we'll bid you an adieu, Justin. Yeah. So, fact, fiction, or too soon to tell, Mozilla uh, will be promoted from interim label Ooh. midseason. Before you answer, uh, we just learned from Mark Stein on the Stein Line newsletter mm-hmm. that he will get credit for this season. Normally it goes to whatever head coach is, right. you know, not the interim head coach, but because he will be the head coach for the entire season, he's going to get credit. Go ahead. Inter- and it is crazy. Um, so my, my guess has been, cause a lot of people have asked this question uh, is that the, you just can't do it until there's a resolution with the email uh, scenario. But I think we know now based on what happened with the Nets uh, pursuit that the Celtics are, planning to not have him back and so at some point or another there'll be a resolution point and i do think he'll he'll get elevated to um just plain old head coach and that and i think it'll be phrased as like look you know he's our guy we're committed to him maybe they you know you see Jacques Vaughn get the extra year tacked on so you, you probably it's not going to be just a, a the rest of the season thing but there'll be like an understanding that like hey you you're 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 our guy but Coaches live day to day in this world. And like, there's no, this doesn't mean he's going to be the head coach for six years. Now, certainly at 11 and three and with some of the uh, innovation that he's brought, um, if we're giving him 
like full credit for like how good the offense has been and the the like the cheeky clock run thing that they've been doing and um like there's no reason to think he would be unseated from this job uh and look being thrown into this situation and being able to keep your head above water is the biggest uh you know reason why he deserves it there like a lot of people would have been their head spinning and i'm sure his is but he doesn't let on to it very often and he's done a he's you know you see some of the personality coming out now in press conferences and um being being okay kind of just like being himself but he was the, the the answer the other night like we're all sitting here like hey man your minutes like this is crazy what are you doing and he's just like yeah most important thing is to win and so like he he understands it he understands like probably been given that uh that decree from somewhere and uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll see but i i hope i hope for joe's sake and just like being able to coach he uh he gets that that interim tag removed just to to, to settle in a little bit more. I think you will. Alex. All right. Chris Forberg, thank you so much for being here. Uh we really you got one more? I, I got to, I got, got I got come, I, I just like uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna cut you short. I want to get around the horn. Oh, I'm, I'm 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 just setting you up here, man. Just uh just let me just let me cook here for a little bit. Um I do have one more question for you, and uh, it's related to our kind of what we started the podcast off with and what I started the podcast off with in particular. Jason Tatum is having a scorching start to the season. Uh, he is first currently in Vegas MVP odds. Chris Forsberg, fact, fiction, or too soon to tell, Jason Tatum will win the 2022-2023 NBA MVP award. I, I love so let me just let me do a preamble here with like Dan Shaughnessy came over to the, the game last night and uh, he's like, look, I need to talk to you for a second. He's like, what is going on? We're 12 percent of the way through the season and we're determining MVP. And I don't disagree. But I, as I tried to tell him, I was like, this is how it works in the NBA. We have like this conversation and this goes for anybody as they sort of ascend the ladder. We say, is he a top 20 player? Is he a top 10 player? And then once they're in the top 10, we're like shit what do we do now like okay let's let's just let's just determine if he's the mvp so it's just like a, an easier way to frame the discussion around like jason tatum is really good right now but is he really 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 good or is he just really good so uh he's one of the i would say three best players in the nba right now uh like it's always hard to unseat Giannis because of what he does on both ends and luke is putting up crazy numbers but those three have distinguished themselves maybe mb gets in there but uh, I'd feel a lot better if I watched that thing be successful. Although I say that and then like Lucas Mavs are, are not exactly dominating right now either. Um, but I think there's two things that have to happen. One, the Celtics have to finish ahead of the box in the standings to give voters the, okay. Yeah. Like he was the best player on the best team in the Eastern conference. And unless there's like some surprise dark horse in there. Um, and two, like Tatum has to continue to, evolve with this defense because that's going to be the big thing that separates him especially from Luca and watching him want the Morant situation at the end of that game um blocking Donovan Mitchell in the OT game I think he's we all knew he was a above average defender and probably didn't get enough credit for what he meant to this defense because we've spent so much time talking about smart and Rob and just the offense and defense as a whole uh but if he continues to play like this like there's there's no way you're not going to be in the conversation and uh I just I just hope he stays healthy and like his MO has always been to be out there and play games. And I think that's the other big thing for me here is that if Giannis will invariably take nights off, you know, we'll see how many of the games Luca plays and if you see if he's able to stay healthy. But you just feel like Tatum's gonna play 76 games. You know, he's gonna miss a couple, like hopefully knock on wood, there's not like his third year of COVID 
and missing a little bit, but um, maybe they just sneak him a night off in there somewhere. And if he does that, like it's it's gonna be really hard. Like, like it's it's crazy that we can already kind of pencil him in for first team All NBA after you know last year and all that. And so uh, it's it's neat that the conversation is there. The other thing I like to to mold two of those two last topics. I love that Joe Mazzulla was like. I'm cool with this, that I'm cool with mm-hmm. like Tatum being in that conversation right now. Cause that's what you want. You want your superstars to sort of get their flowers and to, to, to be feel like what they're doing is translating into everyone taking notice. Uh, so credit for Tatum. I mean, even last night didn't, didn't have a great game. And like, I looked up, what do you have? 25 points against thunder. It's like crazy. Like dude, dude, dude didn't have it. And, and, and they were doing everything they could to keep the ball away from him at the end of the game. And yet he still had a, what we call a, a really good night. So yeah. Good on Tatum. Yeah, Shaughnessy uh, stuck to his guns. He asked Tatum what it felt like to be part of that conversation. He didn't tip his hand, suggesting that it was a fair conversation. Um, But to that end, I think Forsberg, the one thing that might upend it is uh, media narratives getting tired. So let's pause the MVP talk and pick it back up again in March and use our good luck. We need to to determine what the, the, like, perfect point to start the campaign is for all these guys and like that's when the media can guess it up i will say my network needs something to talk about five days a week and i'm sure i'm whatever i'm going to next here is i'm going to be screaming about jason tatum and the mvp odds so uh i will do my best but no promises cool well then we won't uh we won't keep you any longer um chris forsberg of nbc sports boston thank you for coming on the podcast and we'll talk to you soon thank y'all thank you Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.